Hello and welcome to the Writing Your Best Self podcast with me, Georgina Elmashady. Journaling is an incredible self-improvement practice that will help you cultivate the introspection and self-awareness you need to become your best self. Each week, we explore tried and tested techniques along with journaling prompts to help you dig deeper into yourself so you can leverage the wisdom within to achieve your biggest goals and create your best life. Let's get writing. Hey everyone, welcome back to this week's episode, another conversation where we are going to explore how we can use journaling as a tool to become our best selves and know who we are at the deepest and deepest of levels. So if you are enjoying this podcast, if you're a regular listener, please reach out. We can find us on social media. I'm at Georgina Almashady or we're at Best Self Co. And you can also review and rate the show. I love reading your testimonials and hearing from you because after all, we're creating this podcast for you. So it's great to hear who is listening on the other end. Anyway, back to our conversation for today. And today we're going to be exploring how you can use your journal to make good decisions. So I'm going to start with a question. How, how easy is it for you to make good decisions? Now, this is an important question because the quality of our life is directly correlated to the quality of our decisions. Now, we've got to remember that some decisions are really, really straightforward. Decision-making is a scale, it's a spectrum. For example, contemplating what we're going to have for dinner tonight is quite straightforward, but there are other decisions that sit on the other side of the spectrum and they are far, far more complex. For example, should I change careers? Should I sell up and move to a new city? Should I end this relationship I'm in? When it comes to the simple decisions, like those decisions that don't have far-reaching consequences, it's it's often okay to take a pun or to be spontaneous or to rely on our gut instinct. However, when it's something more complex, like a decision that's going to have a significant impact on your life's trajectory, it can feel more empowering to take a more systematic approach. And when I talk about a systematic approach, I mean an approach that covers all the bases and considers all the angles. Because that way, if we know we've really worked through it in our our minds, in our hearts, then when we do come to that point of making the final decision, we can make it confidently. We can know in ourselves that we've considered all the alternatives, that we've thought through all the consequences, and that given everything we know, and everything we've considered, we're, we're saying, okay, this is the best thing for me to do right now. Like, good decisions are informed decisions. And so when we know we're good at making good decisions, we put ourselves in a place where when those key moments in our lives show up, the crossroad moments, the, the big opportunity moments, we know that when we reach those points along the path, We know how to navigate them. We know how to choose. And we know how to make a good decision. But what what is a good decision? (laughs) Like, even that's quite an interesting question. And just sit sit with that for a moment and notice it's actually quite hard to pin down what is a good decision. Because sometimes we only know it's a good decision through the benefit of hindsight because hindsight provides confirmation. So what do you do in the process? How do you know you've made a good decision? Well, I would say it's something like you feel confident about the next steps. We already spoke about that piece. 
A good decision is aligned with your values, what you care about most, what matters to you. Like a good decision just feels good. It feels good in our bodies. We feel good about talking about it. We feel good we're moving in that direction. A good decision will leave a largely positive wake. Now that doesn't mean there is no negative fallout, but largely it's positive. Now this isn't this one's important. A good decision is going to contribute to the life you want. And a good decision when it comes to a complex decision is one that's been thought through, it's informed. And that's what I want to talk about in this episode. I want to share with you some questions you can bring into your journal to help you make big decisions confidently. And if you're wondering why journaling has a role here, well, let's talk about that just for a moment before I share some of the questions for you with you. The fact is, when we are given a big decision to make, it can create quite a lot of stress, quite a lot of unease and anxiety, even overwhelm. Because we want to get it right. We're concerned about getting it wrong. Um, maybe there's so many things going around, around in our heads and that can create a state of mental chaos and clutter. It's really hard to think under those circumstances. If you've ever been in a situation where your head is just so full, you just can't take any more information in, you can't process information, that you just feel, The truth is stress actually lowers your critical thinking abilities. It makes it much harder to know what to do. And this is where journaling can come in and help because through journaling, you can break down that question you can process that question into manageable chunks. You can look at one piece at a time and you can record it and work through it. And with journaling, you are having that that two-way conversation with yourself. When you're journaling, you are the speaker and the listener at the same time. And this can be really powerful because it allows you to sit on both sides of the table at the same time. And you get to see that problem in a much more comfortable way in a way where you can see all the different angles and so when you're writing when you're journaling you're actually clearing up headspace there's something about expressing getting out of you and onto paper it's it feels cathartic it's it's a release it clears space and and that space can help to ease that mental chaos and mental clutter and as a result deeper thoughts can bubble up the stuff that's under the layers maybe the concerns that you were pushing away or the or other alternatives that you weren't able to see, journaling can help shift your perspective. And remember, journaling holds your answer. When you write, you can read it back. The journal will reveal your thoughts back to you. This visibility of what's in your of what was of what was previously in your mind helps you get a firm grip on exactly what you're thinking. And then it's easier to challenge yourself, to calm your nerves, to see where your thinking is fear-based, to maybe expose additional questions or points you need to ask yourself. And finally, journaling is proactive. It helps to ease the worry train because it can put a stop to that circular thinking where your mind is just going around in, in a circle, spinning, 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 but not getting anywhere. With journaling, you can open the gateway to making a good decision. And we're going to explore how to do that now. So when you're journaling around a big decision, anything goes. Bullets, notes, stream of consciousness thinking where you're just just following the threads 
of where your mind is going. And additionally, I would always recommend asking yourself questions because the power of a question is that it's going to direct your thinking. It's going to guide your thinking down a specific tangent. Take the questions away and your mental processing can be more limited and more restricted because you can only go on what's already present. But adding questions and it can help you think about aspects you might not have considered. It can guide your thinking down different tangents and it can help you make a more informed decision. So here's a sequence of 12 questions that you can ask yourself. I recommend you do these questions in the, in the sequence that I'm going to share them. And I also recommend that if there are other questions that, that come up that you think, oh, no, I want to answer that one too. Of course, you can mix things up. You can add your own questions in as well. So the first question is, what is the decision you need to make and how much time do you have? Like This sounds obvious, right? But it can be really powerful to write down the decision you need to make clearly accurately and succinctly. It focuses your attention, it helps you get clarity. And giving yourself that time span, knowing how much time you have to make the decision, just gives you that focus too. So once you've written down the decision, ask yourself, what is the background to this decision? Why has this decision come to the surface now? Is it because you, you know, you're feeling dissatisfied? Is it because someone has presented an opportunity? Is it because you are feeling stuck and you need a new way forward? So let's say you're contemplating changing careers, let's say. Let's say that's a decision you're contemplating. Maybe you feel a need to earn more money. Maybe that's been fueled because of debt or because of um, something that you want to create for your life. Maybe you've had feedback from other people. Maybe people have been telling you what a great career path this alternative might be or etc. Just allow yourself to really think about what has led to this point because sometimes there can be hidden factors in that background, in that contextual piece that can really help you make the best decision going forward. Now, the third question is, what are the opportunities and what evidence do you have? When you think about the decision you're going to make, you need to make, what's the best thing that can happen? What do you have to gain from making this decision? How do you see it impacting or improving your life? Who might be impacted by this decision positively? And you can expand your thinking around this question by asking yourself, you know, what is the evidence? What evidence do you have for for knowing, for noticing all these opportunities? And then just assess the likelihood of those opportunities actually showing up. And then let's look at the opposite side. What are the risks? And what's the worst that could happen? Who might be negatively impacted? What could go wrong? What are the potential negative consequences? What are you worried might happen or not happen? And again, what is the likelihood of that flip side being the reality. Now, the benefit of looking at the opportunities and the risks helps us to get clear on the reality of the situation. It helps us to avoid our inherent biases and it also ensures we don't overlook real risks because we're being overly optimistic. So once you've articulated the decision that you're being asked to make, 
and you've considered the, the opportunities and the risks, you can now start to think about, okay, what is the best choice for me? So start by asking your head, like, what does your head say? What is a logical choice? What happens when you, when you analyze this with your analytical thinking? What is the best choice from that perspective? And then ask yourself, what does your heart say? What does your intuition say? What does, what's your gut instinct? What does your sixth sense tell you? Sometimes your head and your heart will be aligned. Other times they can be on different pages. And it's interesting to explore the difference. The next question would be to, okay, what, what is most aligned with my core values? When I think about what matters most to me, which is the best decision? This is a good uh, litmus test because if a decision goes against your core values, chances are it's not going to be right in the long term. It could be, but getting clear on what those values are and how this choice aligns with that and works in your life can be really powerful and potent. The next question is, how would you advise a best friend making this same decision? What would you encourage them to look at and consider? This is such a good question because what it does, it lifts us out of ourselves and help, helps us to look at a situation through different eyes. Sometimes we can always convince ourselves to make a decision that might not be the right one. And when we allow ourselves to be our best friend, our best friend might kind of show up some of the things we've overlooked, which is why I've included this question. So what would you tell a best friend making the same decision? And then ask yourself, okay, who can help you make this decision? Whose counsel would you consider and why? Who can you ask for help? Asking a trusted person to get involved in the decision-making process helps us to avoid blind spots and biases. Now, when we're asking someone to, to help us, we want, we, we want someone who can be analytical. We don't necessarily just want confirmation. We want someone who can ask good questions and help you to analyse your conclusions so that you can make a really good decision. So who is that person for you? It might be a coach, it might be a mentor, it might be a friend, it might be a colleague, it might be someone in your family. Like who is that person that can sit with you and help you work through this process? Now the next question is, what are the alternatives? Maybe there are other options on the table that could get you a similar outcome. That might be a better option right now. So for example, going back to, should I change my careers? Is there an option to do a part-time study course, for example, or um, another way to get a taste of that new career path to check you like it first? What are other ways you can, what are other things you can consider to help you make this decision? And then question 11 is the 10, 10, 10 method. How are you gonna feel about this decision in 10 minutes, in 10 months, and in 10 years? Like, What will it feel like in the immediate aftermath? What will it feel like short-term? What will it feel like long-term? This is a cool question because it helps us to chart forward the, the impact of making a choice and to see how it rolls out in our lives. Of course, some decisions, we wanna make them for the short-term. Other decisions, we need to make them with a more of a long-term context. 
So giving yourself the space now to just visualize and contemplate what might happen in the immediate term, the short term and the long term can help you get really clear on what's the best choice going forward. And then the final question is, what is your decision and why? What is your decision and why? It's powerful to say why, it's a reinforcement to yourself. It also helps you to see where there is fear-based thinking potentially come in, um, where maybe you've not, uh, where you've shrunk your comfort zone because it feels safe. Just get a sense of, why did I make that decision? Was it for the right reasons or is there some fear going on here? If there's fear going on here, that's another option, another place you can dive into. And if you can, I always recommend that you sleep on the decision, especially if it's a big one before taking action, because sometimes a sleep can make a difference, especially because there's space then for your subconscious to contemplate and feel more fully into it and see if you still feel the same the next day or whether you feel differently. We often see this with buyer's remorse, for example. You can buy something in the excitement and then afterwards you're like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Allowing yourself to sleep, create some distance can be really powerful for knowing that, okay, I'm definitely on the right path. So as you can see, there are quite a lot of questions there. This is quite an extended framework, quite an extended sequence. And this can be challenging for us to dive into something quite so deeply. Because let's be honest, we live in a world where there's instant gratification. We want things now. <laughs> like There is information at our fingertips. Everything is so accessible. And we must always remember as well that we are heavily influenced by the media and the information that surrounds us. I say these things because I want to remind you of the importance of giving yourself the space, the undisturbed space to really think things through. We want to know what do we want that's separate from those external influences. And this is where journaling really helps you. This is where this depth of questioning really guides you. Because when we give ourselves the space to feel into all the angles and all the possibilities, there's space for self-awareness. There's space for self-discovery. There's space for self-reflection. There's space for knowing ourselves at a deeper and deeper level. And there's also the time as well to engage in critical thinking skills and problem-solving skills. Yes, we love the innovation, the creativity, the actual thinking, all these things are important too, and while well, sometimes our gut instinct is bang on, giving ourselves a moment to explore all the other ways we can make decisions too is so powerful. And that's why this, this sequence of questions can be so useful because it enables you to approach the problem, a decision from lots of different angles. So by the end of it, you can know what's right for you. And I just want you to contemplate just as we close. Just imagine how you could walk through life when you know you've made the right choice for you at each of these key moments, each of these key crossroads, because you thought through a decision and you felt through a decision thoroughly. Remember, your journal is here to hold you anytime you want to go deep. I hope the questions I shared today prove useful to you. I hope this is a sequence that can help you make great choices. And I hope this has given you a starting point for thinking about the questions you want to ask yourself so that you can make good choices because that's the pathway to personal empowerment and that's what we're all about.
So as always, thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you again next week with another episode to help you journal and know yourself so you can live your best life. Take care.